Hi, it's David back with Slugcast from the Division of Student Affairs and Success for part two of my library series. First off, some quick housekeeping. I'm a history major and I'm bad at math. It turns out that the ground floor of the library is actually the second floor. So please excuse the inaccurate name of the first episode of the series. But if you haven't yet, go listen to Library First Floor. So let's hit that elevator and see what the third floor of McHenry is all about. I really didn't know what to expect on the third floor of the library. I thought it might be challenging to find differences that were interesting enough to mention. Obviously there would be a new collection of books, maybe some unique pieces of furniture, but the third floor holds one of the most important parts of the library. We'll get back to that later. When you first come up the stairs or that elevator door opens, you might think that the floor is a mirror image of the ground level, but I assure you it is not. Making a left and walking the perimeter, you'll find the same four-person desks overlooking the courtyard. It's another great vantage point if the ground floor is too crowded. At the end of this side of the library, the corner area houses a nice collection of couch and bench seating, perfect to stretch out for some more casual work or sit next to a friend if you want to chat occasionally. Continuing in this direction, you'll then enter the quiet study zone. This is where the real action happens. Tall cubicles and groups of three line the halls here. No one talks, and the only sound you hear is furious typing. Once you reach the last cubicle and turn inwards, you'll see that the stacks fill the rest of the space, with many more rows of books than are on the ground floor. Walking through the rows, you know that there's some serious knowledge here when you have the stacks with the handle to slide the shelves left or right. The first time I saw these at UCSE, I felt that I had really made it. It feels very official to slide out a stack to find the perfect research book. For this episode, I did something I've never done before and it felt pretty strange. I've never casually just walked through the stacks at McHenry before. Usually I arrive with notes in my phone on where to hunt down the specific books I'm looking for, but today I just walked through and observed. I found that the third floor had a lot of books on psychology. Some very heavy sounding books like Creative Being and Constructions of the Self that sounded intimidating. I also found a section that I would best describe as Americana, some old and dated sounding books on the US, the Wild West, and indigenous groups but few works I found use that terminology in their titles. Something else I found was a massive collection from the UN Statistical Office on Commodity Trade Statistics from the 1970s. There had to have been over 30 of these orangish red books filling one stack, but the title alone kept me from cracking one open to see exactly what they held. So far, we've covered most of what the third floor has to offer, but we still have one area left. Special Collections is part of the library where you would go to find the things that are unique, are fragile, are one um, maybe quite rare. That's Jessica Pigza, one of the archivists here at Special Collections. 
I stopped by during their drop-in hours, hoping I could snag a quick interview. I've been here a few times before to meet with Jessica about storing archival material I have been given, as well as for a workshop on oral history and to learn about the opportunities for CART Fellowship. CART stands for the Center for Archival Research and Training. It's an amazing opportunity to gain archival experience and create exhibits based on the wide array of what Special Collections holds. Things in the collections that for one reason or another just require a little extra care and attention. The very first time I came to Special Collections, I found a history professor taking advantage of the wide tables in the reading room with original historical documents strewn across the table. I highly recommend checking them out online through the library website and seeing everything they hold. If you really want to spice up a history class paper and can find something relevant at Special Collections, I know your TA will be impressed. So that includes um, our photography collections and um, manuscripts and um, archives, so documents that were created by professors, um, students here, publications that students have made. Um, that includes early printed books, very, you know, like three and four hundred year old books um, that are fragile. That includes some manuscript leaves from the medieval times. That includes um, the archives of the university itself. So if you're studying the university's history, you can come here. You can also um, come here to study Santa Cruz County history. Um, we have lots of other things, lots of pockets of stuff. Regional photography, um, artwork, lots of fine press printing, artist books that get used by students and classes all the time, um, comic book collections, um, both older and alternative, more recent ones, um, music archives. Usually, if somebody's looking for some sort of a kind of a thing, we can have some example of it. As I leave the library, I get to enjoy that ever so satisfying sound as I get a book checked out and leave surprised at how much the third floor has to offer. A special thank you to Special Collections and Jessica Pigza for taking the time to talk with me. Keep it locked with Slugcast for my next episode on the fourth floor. Don't worry, I won't be done after that because I still need to find out where the first floor is. This has been David with Slugcast, brought to you by the Division of Student Affairs and Success. Thank you for listening. Today's episode music was brought to you by Micah Beats with two songs, X2 and Nothing Was the Same, as well as Halizna CCO with their song Pretty Little Lies.